This scripture is here to remind you of who you are and whose you are. You belong to the Father and he is going to provide for you. And I want us to to walk in the fullness of what God has for us together. And so the solution is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful you're joining me this week. So I want to just stop in and share with you something that I have been thinking about all week long, so much so that I shared it with my husband and my children and even a few friends. You know how you read those scriptures in life, those life verses that you hear all the time, probably one of those early verses that you learn as a child when you first start learning about God. Well, one of those verses is the verse that I meditated on all week long, maybe a week and a half, two weeks. So the verse is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I know that off the top of my head because it's one of the earliest verses that I learned, and I've thought about it through the years multiple times, and I always circle back to that verse because it just means so much to me. But I don't know that I fully understand that verse. I mean, let's be real. Can you really get the full meaning of a verse on this side of heaven? I don't know. I feel like as you start reading scripture and you grow in your faith, it's like layers. Like as you're when you're young, God gives you an understanding at a certain level because you're young and it's called the milk level. Like it's the milk of the scripture where you just start understanding the word of God. And then as you walk and as you mature with God over time, he gives you deeper understanding of verses. And so for me, This verse has a milk layer where I just started understanding that verse in my youth. And then as I've walked with the Lord, it's meant so much more. And recently it happened again. And this might be an understanding that you already have, but I want to share it with you just in case you might need this verse. Because when I used to say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you, I took it literally and as you should. God gave me that understanding and that wisdom. And so I just started seeking first his kingdom. And one of the ways I would do that is I would I would wake up in the morning and just start reading scripture. And I've done that for decades now. And I always thought maybe that just means putting God first. And then recently I realized, yes, it means putting God first First thing in the morning, it's me and Jesus and my candles and my coffee. That's how I like to spend time with God. I like to set the atmosphere of worship and just set a cozy, intimate time for myself and the Lord. I wake up in the morning and I just dive into my Bible and I read whatever scriptures or passages are on my heart. Typically, it's going to be a whole passage because as you know, I've shared with you in previous podcasts, I like to read in context just to get the full meaning of what it is I'm reading. So I read that passage this week in its full context, and I want to share it here with you. And I want to tell you a little bit about where I am with this particular passage and this scripture in particular. And I feel like it it will maybe shift things for you in the way you do things, in the way you seek God for things that you need. This might be the help that you have been craving for and didn't know you desperately needed because you need some kind of breakthrough in your life. Then this podcast is for you and it's for me and it's for any of us who are feeling like we can't just, we can't get our prayers through all the time or we can't 
get what we desperately need from God, this might help you because it helped me tremendously this week. So let's dive into the scripture and I'm going to read the passage and I want you to hang on and listen to the passage because I think we need to hear it in context. And so it starts off in Matthew chapter six, and I'm going to read to you verse, actually, I'm not going to read the entire page, but I'm going to read to you this chunk so you get the full meaning of it. And in Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34, I'm going to read from the ESV version. You can use whatever version makes sense to you. I just like the ESV and I do fluctuate between ESV and NLT. So here we go. Let's start in verse 25 and it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, King Solomon, in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly Father, your heavenly Father, he knows that you have need of them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I love that reminder at the end. Every day has its own trouble and it's sufficient. So we don't need to add to it. It's got enough going on without us adding to it. But let's go back up to the top of this because it starts off with encouraging us. Therefore, do not be anxious about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink or about your body, what you're going to put on. I love this so much because our culture is very much driven by food and fashion and just having our needs met. It's the normal way to think. And as I am learning to walk closer with God, as I'm learning to go deeper with God, I realize if the entire world is doing it one way, then it's most likely not God's way. Because God says the way for him is, is narrow and it's not going to look like what everyone else is doing. And God is telling us, we don't have to worry. We have a loving father who will help us out in every one of these areas. And so what brought me to this passage this week is my business. I've been thinking a lot about how I want to grow my business. My business desperately needs finances. I still work a full-time job, but I want to see this business grow. And I was fretting over, do I need to get a summer job? How much do I need to do? And those things are all valid opportunities that I could take part in. But what I had not done was lay it down at God's feet, just really relinquish it and trust him that he's going to bring the finances. Now, does that mean I have nothing to do? No, because it clearly says here that the birds of the air, he feeds them and they neither sow nor reap or gather into barns. They don't have to do any of that. 
but they do have to get up in the way that he's designed birds. They do have to get up and fly and go look for whatever God has placed in the earth for them. And that's true for you and I, you know, when we're in need of these finances or when you are in need of losing the excess weight, we still have a part to play. We can't just sit there. God's not coming with a basket full of, of bird feed or coming with a basket full of worms and, and the birds are just sitting there laying on their backs doing nothing while he drops the food in their mouth. That's not how that works. And so we have a part to play just like those birds. If the birds have to get up and go look for the food that God has left for them in the earth, then we have to actually get up and go look for what God has for us in the earth. We all have a part to play. But for me, I had entered into that space of just doing works alone, just doing the work and not trusting God that I'm doing the work and he's going to provide in the earth the way he does for the birds. I'd forgotten about the part where he's going to provide what I need. And when you're looking at it from a weight loss perspective, we have a part to play. We have to get up and source out healthy foods. We have to get up and do the exercises, go for the walks, do whatever it is we need to do. Drink the water. We do. That's so important, y'all, to lose weight. If nobody's told you lately, you got to drink your water. But we have to do those things. And while we're doing those things, we're not putting all of our hope on those individual things because that's what God is teaching us in this passage. He's saying, do the things, but your hope is in me. Your faith is in me. Your trust is in me. And I realized this week I was putting too much weight on the on the works part of it and not trusting God enough that when I do the work, I can go to sleep at night peacefully knowing I've done my part and God is going to do his part. I was trying to do all of the stuff and be and be God, really just trying to be God over this business that he's given me and he's not called me to do that. I have to have a whole seat and sit in my role and trust God that he's going to bring it to pass when it's time. And I think at the root of what I was dealing with this week was me wanting to control things and to have it when I wanted it, even with my weight loss. Have you ever found yourself there? Like we try to accelerate it through taking pills and substances and try to jumpstart things, knowing full well God has not called us to do that. He's not called us to do that. What he has called us to do is to walk it out in the way he has designed our bodies in a healthy way, not in something that's going to trap us or hold us hostage. He's not calling us to lose weight in a way that will bring harm to other areas of our body. He's not calling us to do that. By that point, we are not even in faith. We're just fully managing the thing by ourselves and your health be darned, you're going to have what you want to have. God's not calling us to do that. He's calling us to get up, to drink the water that he's designed our bodies for, to do the exercise that he's designed our bodies for, that he's called us to do, and to pray and to fast and to do whatever it is that is nutritionally sound for us at that time. You have to work with your doctor and also be in prayer with God about how he's made you. Listen, if y'all are not talking to God about what the plan is for your health, you need to talk with him. He's the creator and the owner of your body. So he's the one that's going to give you that information in prayer. And he's going to give you a vision, maybe a dream, or while you're journaling, you're going to have these ideas that feel like God ideals about your health. Write them down. At the end of the day, I had to repent 
to God for being anxious, being anxious that he wasn't going to provide for me, being anxious that it wasn't going to happen in my timeline. I had to repent for all of that. And then I had to go back on my face and ask him to forgive me. And then I had to rise up and say, God, this is you. This is all you. I know that you're faithful and you're going to provide for me just like you do the wild animals and the birds of the air and every other creature and being on this planet. And especially for those who belong to the household of God, he has promised that he will take care of us. We don't have to go chasing after all of these things. We get up and we do what he's called us to do in the moment. That means if God has called you to start a business, get up and start the business. Take the next best step that he has given you a vision for, the thing that he's calling you to do. And you know what really kind of tipped me off or let me know that I was going out in left field this week was that feeling that I was not in his will. That feeling that I was fearful about what was going to happen next and how things were going to work out. Fear is always a number one indicator for me. Whenever fear jumps in on the scene and shows up to tell me, you can't have this, you're not going to do that. I know that's not from God. I know that it's a spirit working against me. And I know that it is trying to pull me out of faith and to pull me into fear. I know this. And so that's what really tipped me off this week and made me look for scripture that would build me up, that would remind me of the truth of who I am and whose I am. This scripture is here to remind you of who you are and whose you are. You belong to the Father and he is going to provide for you. And I want us to, to walk in the fullness of what God has for us together. And so the solution is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And he says, these things, these are just things. We're so much more important than things. He says, seek him first, seek him first. And our heart will be in the right place. If we seek him first, these things won't become idols to us. If we seek God first, then we have our eye on the right thing. You know, there's a saying that whatever you, whatever you look at longest, you become like. And so I, I know that's why God is saying, seek him first, because we won't get lost in all of the things when he does bring them. We won't get lost in all of the stuff. We won't get puffed up and conceited and prideful when he does bring the things because the things are in their rightful place. We're not beholding them with all of our energy as if they are God. There's only one who is God. There is only one. That's why this scripture, I guess it hit different this week because I was making things into God. I was searching after things with all of my energy when all of that energy should go to worship, when all of that energy should go to praise, when all of that energy should go to faith. And if we do this right, y'all, if we trust God and really love him and let him love us so that we can love him even more because he is the source of love. If we behold him, if we seek after him with all of our hearts, then these things are going to come to us and we don't have to worry about them. We don't have to babysit the bank account. We don't have to call everybody trying to figure out who can help us get the best hustle on. We don't have to do any of that. We can do what he told us to do. And then we can keep our eyes fastened to him, trusting him that he's going to bring these things while we sit at his feet and behold his majesty. 
I hope that encouraged you this week. It certainly encouraged me. God really had to just take a hold of my heart and discipline me and bring me back to his feet and remind me that he alone is God. I can't put all of that weight on the things. I have to put all of my weight on God because he's faithful and he cares for us and he will provide for you and he will provide for me. Thank you for joining me in this week's episode. I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you see God's hand truly provide for you this week as you sit still in his presence, trusting him to bring everything that you need in the right time. I'm so grateful that you joined me. I'm looking forward to having you in the next episode. Until then, y'all be blessed.